Welcome to the Encore Wire Codes and Standards Podcast. With over 40 years of combined technical experience in electrical codes and trade-specific product standards, join our hosts Paul Abernathy and Kevin Porter as they talk codes and standards and, of course, Encore Wire. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Encore Wire's podcast brought to you by the Codes and Standards team here at Encore Wire. My name is Paul Abernathy, and I'm manager of Codes and Standards, and with me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Kevin Porter. Hey, Paul. Glad to be here, and I look forward to our conversation today about yeah. antioxide. Yeah, we're going to be talking about, for all those people out there that have asked us for many years, whether or not we require an antioxidation compound. And look, there's so many names for it, Kevin. People call it, believe it or not, pookie. Yeah, seriously, right. pookie. Yep. They call it, do we put the pookie on the wire? Do we, is it a compound? Is it a ointment? Is it a, uh, there's so many names that people can call this. Uh, there's there's manufacturers that put out products, like Ideal puts out something called No Locks, mm -hmm. which is basically no, uh, uh, no locks, so it'd be no uh, aluminum oxidation or right. no locks. Uh, and so there's different things that are available out there, different manufacturers. They all are created to try to do the same thing, and that is to reduce the amount of oxygen that gets to the conductor that can start the process of uh, corrosion or the process of oxidation, which can become uh, an insulator that can affect termination. So we're going to be talking about all that today. And what the code says about it, what the standards say about it, right? what the Aluminum Association might say about it, uh, all different sources, because this really comes up with aluminum more than copper. But isn't it a condition that both conductors are subject to when it comes to oxidation? Yeah, um, both conductors are clearly capable of oxiding. And what we want to do is just make sure for our users, our customers, that they understand the difference between the two and whether they need it or not. Okay. So when it comes to, we'll, we'll, we'll get the, the elephant in the room, right? Aluminum conductors. Right. So for years, we get this conversation where people say, look, when you're using aluminum and you're terminating it, that you must use antioxidation compounds or uh, antioxidation ointments or uh, things like that in order to um, maintain the integrity of the termination. Right and keep it from breaking down due to, to, to oxidation. Um, so we hear that all the time. Uh, and so we're going, we want to address that clearly from a side first, from obviously as a manufacturer of wire and cable, um, we are members of the Aluminum Association and we are members of the actual uh, copper development, right? right? So we produce both copper and aluminum products. So kind of, what is the recommend? So let's start off with a recommendation. Right. Not a requirement. We'll look at what the code says, and the code being the National Electrical Code. But we'll look at what a recommendation would be from, let's say, Aluminum Association. So what do they recommend, Kevin? Well, I think that I'm going to take you back a little bit, Paul, um, back to when um, it was very important to know the difference between the different alloys, 1350 aluminum alloy, which was used um, in the 70s, and what we call 8,000 alloy um, series that is used now. Um, when you had the 1350 um, series type alloys, then you had some expansion and contraction when it heated up, and it caused problems. So 
it was really required to do have some oxidation or it would oxide, so you wanted to have some type of compound to help it um, uh, settle. And with the 8000 series, it doesn't, comp it doesn't compress or expand as much as it did prior to um, the 1970s. So you don't need it, but the Aluminum Association recommends that you should use it because it doesn't hurt it. Okay, it, so it basically benefits. So what we have is that back in a period of the late 60s to early 70s, we had this quote-unquote issue with aluminum. Right. It really was less about the aluminum and more about the devices that aluminum terminated onto. But nonetheless, the issue was raised about the aluminum. The problem with 1350 was the creep. So people tend to under-torque or over-torque. They don't always follow 110.14D in the NEC and install it properly. Right. So what happens is you have some movement in that conductor based on the heat that's generated under a condition of use, and it could expand and contract at different rates than maybe the rating of the terminal, which might be a different conductive material. So there was a problem. So years ago, it was recommended that, you know, one of the things was antioxidant compound to be placed at this termination. Um, but as we moved into building wiring after the, the, the early 70s, when we started getting into building wiring and everything shift to 8000 series and many manufacturers make different flavors of 8000 series um, that is what we use for building wiring inside so it doesn't expand and contract at the same rate as the old 1350s what you're saying so right. it has a less it acts more like copper let's right. put it that yes, way it acts, it acts more, more like, like copper, copper so you don't really need it now as far as the oxidation is concerned it really didn't matter all that much when it comes to the contact issue, whether it was 1350 or aluminum. The expansion and contraction was a deal, but what we learned was that it's the contact that we're worried about, right? right. The actual contact. Yes. And so if you leave aluminum exposed to the elements or out to air, oxygen in the air, it starts a reaction and it creates oxidation. It might be clear or a light film, but it creates it on the aluminum conductor. This is an insulator. And so if you create this and you're trying to put it in a terminal and you're trying to torque the terminal so that it makes contact with the actual conductor material, if it's oxidized, it's not gonna make a good connection, right? Right. But as far as the aluminum association is concerned, they're recommending the use of an oxide inhibitor on all terminations of aluminum, right? Right, yeah, the aluminum association believes that an oxide inhibitor would greatly benefit the issues that electricians or um, the contact may face um, when it's terminated. So that's a recommendation, um, and, and they also recommend that you do the same for copper. Yeah, as I was gonna say, we, you know, the one thing about oxidation is it is an equal opportunity issue. It, 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 Copper oxides, we see it with the patina on roofs, the green, the right. corrosion to start. And we see it, obviously, in aluminum. A little harder to see in the aluminum. It does cause the aluminum to kind of get kind of a milky color or it can mm -hmm. get a film on it and that type of thing. I think one thing interesting that the listeners should know about oxidation on aluminum, it is actually the oxidation on the aluminum that gives it its good resistance to future corrosion. That oxide that... that builds up on the aluminum conductor, mm -hmm. 
does protect it against further corrosion. It builds a protective layer. So right. it's not necessarily a bad thing in the conductor. Current's still gonna travel on it. It's still going to, and again, we do 60 hertz. Ours are building wires, so right. skin effect is, is minimum. It, you know, so the reality is, current's still gonna flow. It's still gonna be fine. The only issue we have is making sure that that termination is proper right. and that we don't have any resistance because that resistance is going to equate to what? Heat. Yep. And that could cause that termination to break down, right? Yep, that's correct. So Aluminum Association recommends it. So we're, we're talking association right now. They recommend it. Um, and, of course, copper development. I don't know their position on it. I don't know that we know their position on it, but we do know that a user can choose to use antioxidant compound on either or. Yeah. And, so, and as a member of the Copper Development Association, you don't hear a strong opinion for it, right? right. They don't stress that you should use it. Um, they're in the belief um, during our meetings, what have you, that it's okay if you don't have it. Right. But you have a lot of electricians, a lot of companies, a lot of installations that are accustomed to putting um, compound mm -hmm. on their termination. So uh, when they call a manufacturer, we don't discourage them, but we are not, it's not something that um, the copper development is encouraging. Okay, so, so that brings us, so we're moving beyond the associations. Right. So Aluminum Association recommends it, it's just a recommendation. They also recommend that you would also do it on copper. Right. Because it's, you know, a conductive material, both oxidized. So, again, we want good terminations. Okay. Uh, it's just not people have not through the past done it on copper. Uh, I, as an electrician through the years, did do it on copper. I actually did it on all of my service terminations right. and feeder terminations because I had, the tube, I had the tube there anyway. So I would use it. Some do not, and that's fine. So moving beyond... The, the associations that, that govern the conductive materials and, and that type of thing, moving on to on-cool wire. So on-cool wire as a codes and standards, um, we don't discourage it. We encourage it to right. use an antioxidant compound at those terminations. And we really don't care whether it's copper or aluminum. We just encourage the use of an antioxidant compound, although we don't mandate it. Right. right. Yeah, we're not going to say you must use this and nobody can say, well, if you don't use it with the manufacturer that's in violation of something, their standard or something. That's not true. Um, we encourage the use of it equally, copper or aluminum. Right. You're the end user has to make that choice. We're just giving you the encouragement, right, of, of the use back either way. Um, but I will tell you. If you're going to use an aluminum conductor, let's, let's kind of stick back to aluminum, because mm -hmm. this would apply to copper too, but this going back to aluminum, because the difference in the two, aluminum versus copper oxidation, copper oxidation, when you have a conductor and it has some oxidation to it, kind of starts turning a little bit darker. Right. Once you terminate that and you torque it properly and you compress it, copper oxide breaks down very easy. And so the, the, the compression of that conductor in that lug is going to break that down. Aluminum oxide does not break down that easy. It's tough. And that makes it why it's so good for the longevity of an aluminum conductor when we're talking about the span of the conductor, not right. the terminal. Right. Because that oxidation acts as a protective layer, right? Yep. 
But when it comes, so Kevin, when it comes to making that termination, let's say the installer exposes an inch of the end of the, of the conductor and he just leaves it exposed. Mm -hmm. There's a process that, we ha that they should go over before they make that termination. If they're going to leave the aluminum ends exposed and stripped, they should scrape it with an emery board or a brass brush. Right. Really work it up, get it back to shiny, right? Yep. And then they can either choose to terminate it or they can put an antioxidant compound on it and terminate it. Some lugs even come with antioxidant already built into them. You know, right. There's some manufacturers that will do that, yep. that type of thing. Yeah, and I think the best thing that um, we could advise installation um, is to, for aluminum, is if you have to brush off some of the oxidation, why not use a joint compound before yeah. you terminate? Yeah, I mean, you're you, putting in the work, so yeah. you might as well just make sure that your work is um, done well. Yeah, if you want to get, if you're going to get rid of the oxidation, and if you have an exposed aluminum, then that should be a common practice. Right then you're doing it for a reason. You want to make good electrical contact between the lug and the terminal. I mean, between the conductor and the lug, I mean. So if you're looking for that good, solid connection, and once it's compressed, once it's torqued, then it's hard for oxygen to get to those actual contact points, so it should be maintained. That's why it's so important to torque things properly yep, and do point. everything you need to do. Yep. Not everybody follows those rules, as we know. So using an antioxidant compound is going to provide a longevity. Now, also, I will mention that if you're in an area that's that's uh, using aluminum and you're near the ocean or other that's salt and air, you also are going to be able, by putting this compound on it, you're going to add a little bit of reliability for long-term exposure to those mm -hmm. terminations because of the elements, the salt in the air and those yep. type of things. So, again, it's not a bad thing to do there as well. Right. Um, but when it comes to the manufacturer, the other next thing, I guess, we go, so that's our recommendations, and, and, and make sure you clean it off and use it. And, and terminate it and torque it right and, and use the antioxidant compound. The next question that people ask Kevin is, what does the National Electrical Code say about it? Because I think majority of inspectors out there will mandate antioxidant compound, let's say, on aluminum. They don't think as much for the copper. Right. But they mandate it and they say that it has to be on the aluminum. And so I usually will say, show me where that is in the code. Tell me where it says that I have to do that. Well, two paths we can go down. Okay. The first path is, what does the manufacturer say? So if I get a disconnect, let's say, for an air conditioning unit, just mm -hmm. a simple 60-amp pull-out disconnect that you probably got right beside every air conditioning unit outside. It's required to have a disconnect within sight. In those instructions, it might say, in the instructions, that when you use aluminum wire you're supposed to use an antioxidant compound. Right. It might say that in the listing. It might say that in the legend. If that's the case, guess what? You've got to use it. You've got to use it. You because that it. would be 1103B. means right. you're installing it in accordance with the manufacturer's instructions. Right. What I will tell you is that there is no panel board under UL67 out there. That's the panel board. It's the guts. It's the panel that's in your house or... Mm -hmm. It's the part where the breakers connect to, not the cabinet itself, but the guts that go in it with the lugs that are associated with it. No UL67 requirement is out there to require use of antioxidant compound, whether it's copper or aluminum. So they don't test it with that. So mandating it by an inspector on a panel that has aluminum conductors is overreaching a little bit. Right. 
Now, unless they have some local rule they've adopted or somebody's made some rule that they want to enforce, and that's one thing. Hopefully it's not inspector's personal will, but it's actually something that's written down or documented. Um, so unless it's a manufacturer telling you in the legend, then if somebody tells you you have to use it, then that's their own personal will. There's nothing in the code that requires it. Right. Unless, again, it's in the listing. Now, secondly, Kevin, let's, let's say that I am going to use it and I'm not required to use it, and a manufacturer like Encore says that we recommend it, so somebody out there uses it, what is the code? The code says that I can use it, right? Right. So um, 310.14, is that where it 110. is? 110.14. Yeah, 110.14. Right. And it says electrical connections, and at the very end of that section, just about the end, the end of the first grouping of that section, it says, and I'll quote, materials such as solder, fluxes, inhibitors, and compounds, and then it says, where employed. So it's not a mandatory language. It right. says it shall be used. It says where they're employed. It says, when it says where they're employed, shall be suitable for use and shall be of the type that will not adversely affect the conductors, installation or the equipment so we can't use a compound that might have uh, example years ago they might have made an antioxidant compound that had for copper that had copper flakes in it okay you wouldn't want to use that on a aluminum, aluminum right. because of the dissimilar metals and it could cause a, you know, a galvanic action to take right. place um, so vice versa you wouldn't want one that's made for aluminum that might have aluminum filings in it on a copper now most of them are petroleum-based, so it doesn't really matter. But you have to make sure that they're not going to have a detrimental effect, not only on the termination, but on the insulation if it gets on it, on the lugging, all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm telling you, all of them today that are listed or are specific for that application of antioxidant are not going to cause that problem. Right. So this says where they're employed. That tells me that's a choice that you're making to use it. And you just have to make sure that if you use it, that it is not going to have an adverse effect on the conductors, the installation, or the equipment. Right. That's all. Yep. And if you're buying it from a, a supply house or something like that, and that's what its intended purpose is, that should be fine. That type of thing. So I think that when we see that, people who read that is thinking that it requires the use. Right. And it's it doesn't. Option. That option. where employed is important. Right. Yep. It's an optional choice that um, maybe for best practice you would want to use it, but mm -hmm. it's optional. Yeah. And as far as Encore advice to people, uh, some advice that I might give is if you're doing an installation and you've got your conductors and you put it in the cabinet, you, you put the cable, if it's SER or it, you know whatever, and you bring it into it, don't strip off the insulation until you're ready to terminate. Because the insulation will protect it all the way up to the end. And most of the aluminum, for example, that we, we produce is a compact aluminum. So very tight configuration, stranding configuration. Um, and so you're going to have that outer surface protected. Right. We don't really don't care about the exposed end because that's not where the compression is going to take place. So as long as you keep that insulation on the conductor as long as possible, and then you strip it off, immediately terminate it. No right. problem. Yep. If you're going to leave it exposed for days and days, and you strip the insulation off of the individual conductors, and you just leave it there, 
then that's that could be a problem. And we recommend that you scrape it and apply antioxidant compounds. But but I think it's important, Kevin, that people don't think that we're telling people this because that's a requirement from Encore. It's not. Yeah. And, and I've seen Paul in the past where you get a customer that calls and said, um, this installer is wanting to put some joint compound on the aluminum and he has it, is it okay? And they're, they're, they're afraid that they're gonna do something that's going to make the conductor act in a negative way. Right. And um, what we wanna do is say, if the installer is comfortable with using um, these ox oxides, then to, to use it, because it's probably a part of his practice that he's yeah. been using in the past. Or, you know, and, and conversely to that, we get the calls as well where somebody says, Dude, the guy turned me down because I didn't use an oxide inhibitor. Okay. And I'm like, okay, is it written in their local raw? Is it, or did he just say he wanted it? So one of the things that I always tell inspectors uh, and electricians, and again, this podcast really is for you electricians. Right. You really need to push back. When you get turned down for something, you need to ask, what's the code reference that you're turning me down for? Give me some guidance. Otherwise, how do I know what to fix? Right. I don't know what to fix if you don't give me any feedback or anything like that. So I need to know what it is. So when somebody fails you because you didn't use an antioxidant compound, and then they go, well, it's 1103B because the wire and cable manufacturer recommends it. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. 1103B has to do with the listing. That has nothing to do with the listing of our product. It has nothing to do with it. We make wire and cable. That's right. We don't make lugs. We don't make antioxidant compounds. We don't do any of that. Yep. We make wire. Yep. We might give you a recommendation for the long-term reliability of that product and give you some recommendations, but that doesn't make them gospel. Right. So always ask your jurisdiction to make sure you get clarification on, on anything. It's so important. So um, other than that, uh, I think it's a, it's a topic that will definitely help electricians. Um, hopefully some, Kevin, some electrical inspectors will listen. Yeah, and, I'm pretty know. sure they will. I think um, they've run into this issue many times, um, called us several times to see what was our opinion, what is the manufacturer's mm -hmm. opinion on this. And again, as we've said, um, it, we, we're open. And yep. um, if you want to use it, we, we highly recommend it. And if you don't, it should not be a problem, but we do recommend. Yeah, we play nicely in both sides of yeah. the camp, right? <laughs> if if yeah. you ask me about aluminum or copper, I'm going to tell you, yes, go yeah. ahead and use oxide inhibitors. If you say, well, I don't want to use it for copper, I'm like, okay, right. that's up to you. I don't want to use it for aluminum. Okay, that's okay. up to you. Yeah. We're, we're going to say, we recommend it, but we're not requiring it for use of our product. Yeah. So I think that's the thing we want to hammer home the most. And just be careful. Always look at the legend of your equipment. Always read the name plates. Mm -hmm. If you're going to use a product, it might call out oxide inhibitors for copper or aluminum. It right. might be just aluminum. Right. Make sure you look at it and make sure that you follow the manufacturer's instructions because they're the ones that are going to be giving you the guidance. We just make the wire to get from point A to point B. Right. They're going to give you the guidance on how they expect it to be terminated in their piece of equipment. Right. And that's the key. So, well, Kevin, I think it was another great podcast. Hopefully folks out there are getting something from these and you're subscribing to our podcast that come out every month.
And uh, anything you want to add at the end, Kevin? Or we're gonna we're gonna wrap this one up for this week. Yeah, I think it was a great um, podcast. I think this these are topics that we know are heavy in the field, and we know that we can provide a little expertise to help electricians and inspectors to um, to answer the question yes or no to antioxidant compounds for aluminum conductors. So, wish everybody a great day and we hope to hear you guys or hope for you to tune in to us next time absolutely so everybody take care until next time stay safe you've been listening to the encore wire codes and standards podcast thanks for listening and be sure to visit encorewire.com for more information on encore wire products and be sure to check out the where to buy feature on the website to find an encore wire representative near you today